In this episode, we're going to look at how to configure Ether Channel. I'll show you how to do it, and we'll talk about the concepts along the way. In our network, three switches have just been installed. There are redundant uplinks between the switches. As configured, only one of these links can be used. Otherwise, a bridging loop might occur. However, using only one link utilizes only half of the available bandwidth. Ether Channel allows up to eight redundant links to be bundled together into one logical link. We're going to configure port aggregation protocol, PAGP. Then we'll look at configuring Cisco Ether Channel protocol. Then we'll look at configuring link aggregation control protocol. And then finally, we'll take a look at the IEEE 802.3AD open standard version of Ether Channel. We'll be discussing how to configure basic switch settings, configure an Ether Channel with the Cisco's PAGP. Then we'll look at configuring an 802.3 AD LACP Ether Channel. And then finally, we're going to configure a redundant Ether Channel link. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Configure Ether Channel. Here I have my Packet Tracer Lab open. On the left side, I have our work area where we can see our configurations, our connections, where we'll do all of our work. On the right side, I have our Packet Tracer activity window that will give us our instructions for our lab. In this lab, what we're going to do is we're going to go through and configure Ether Channel um, using our negotiation protocols. One is the port aggregation uh, protocol, PAGP. That's a Cisco proprietary. And then we're also going to configure using LACP, Link Aggregation Control Protocol. That's an IEEE open standard, so multiple people can do that. Looking here, what we're going to do here is in this port channel table, we can see that we have three different protocols here. Here's our PAG, PAGP, our LACP, and then our negotiated LACP. We're going to go through and configure them. Port channel group one goes from switch one to switch three. So right here, switch one to switch three, we're going to set up PAGP. Then our channel group two goes from switch one to switch two. And that'll be LACP. So we're going to set up LACP right here. And then three, we're going to go through and do a negotiated LACP right here. If we look at our diagram, I've had this up and running for a couple of minutes so that the ports could get, all get happy. And our spanning tree protocol is stopping loops from happening. If we look in here, we can see that there is no loop possible any way around. The amber circles right here, orange or amber circles, what they mean is these ports are in blocking states. So right here, both of these ports, they're in blocking. So we can't get all the way around. Plus, if you look at the connections between devices, so between switch two and switch three here, we have two connections where in theory, if we're just using the connections by themselves, it could come in on one and go out the other and create a loop. That's why one of these connections are set as the a blocking port so there is no loop here in between the devices and the same thing here between switch one and switch three 
So we're going to create logical channels and then we won't have any of those problems. On to our instructions. Part one, assign each switch a host name according to the topology diagram. Okay, let's go in there and assign our switches. I'm going to go ahead and click on switch one, bring in, come into our CLI. I always expand this out a little bit more. Uh, type enable, get into privilege exec mode, config T, get into global configuration mode, and then our command to change host name is host name, and they want this to be S1. Done. So I'm going to go ahead, uh, minimize that, open up S2, slide it up here, make it a little bit wider, click on my CLI tab, hit enter, enable, config, oops, got to spell config T, right? And then host name we want as S2, right? Yep, well, capital S, case sensitive, so make sure you get your capital S in there. There we go. I'm gonna go ahead and minimize that window and go on to S3 quickly. Do the same thing. Make sure we're on our CLI tab. Hit enter, enable, config T, host name, and once again, capital S3. Okay, we've done part 1A. Part B, before beginning the link aggregation between the switches, verify the existing configuration of the ports that connect the switches to ensure that the ports successfully join the ether channel. Commands that provide information about the state of the switch ports include show interfaces, include anything that has to do with internet, show interfaces static, and show trunk. Let's go ahead and take a look at those. I'm going to open up switch one again. Exit out of global configuration mode. Now I can go ahead and do show interfaces space pipe sign space include capital E Ethernet. Because once again, this is case sensitive. Ether, I got to spell Ethernet right. And we're looking and we are we are connecting on switch one fast ethernet 20 and 21 and gig zero one and two so fast ethernet 20 and 21 they're both up and connected gigabit zero one zero two they're both up and connected that's looking good oh, i'm going to open up switch one again Type in that second show command. Show show interfaces status. Once again, we are looking at 21 and 22. They're connected, they're auto, they're 10100, so they're fast ethernet. And our gigs here, they're connected at 100 megs, unnegotiated, so that's all looking good. The third show command, show interfaces trunk and there are no trunks so we have for switch one let's go ahead and take a look at switch two exit to get into privilege exec mode so it show oops come on interfaces space pipe sign once again that's the key above the enter key you hold the shift key down straight line up and down so space pipe sign space include capital E Ethernet. 
Ether. Oh, I spelled Ethernet wrong. On Switch 2, we are looking at Gig Zero 1 and Zero 2 and Fast Ethernet 23 and 24. So Fast Ethernet 23, 24 are, is up and up. Gigabit 0102, they are both up and up. That looks pretty good. Let's do our next show command. So show interface status. And once again, we need to spell interface correctly. And to fix that, all I did is hit the up arrow and then the left arrow that moves the cursor over. I corrected my spelling of interface and I just hit enter. So we are looking at, once again, Fast Ethernet 23 and 24. They're auto, auto, 10, 100. We're on the gig connections, auto, auto, and 10, 100. So those are all, looks like they set like they're matching. And then show interfaces trunk. And there's no trunk set up. So that looks like, well, looks like no trunks are gonna be set up here. Let's go ahead and check S3 quickly. Make sure that all those settings are correct. Exit out of global configuration mode into privilege exec mode. Show interfaces, space, type sign, space, include capital ethernet. Once again, I just, I cannot spell ethernet right. And on switch three, we are looking at fast ethernet 21 and 22 and Fast Ethernet 23 and 24. So right here we got 21 and 22. Up, up, and 23 and 24 are up and up. On to our second show command. So show interface status. We are looking at 21 and 22. Auto, auto. 100 that's all looking good that's what the other two switches look like and we are looking at fast ethernet 2324 auto auto 10 100 that's all looking great and our last show command show interfaces trunk and we have no trunks so all the settings are looking good they're all set up let's go on to part c configure all ports that require that are required for the ether channel as static trunk ports. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go in and configure them as trunks. Configure them as static trunks, what we have to do is go into those interfaces and then change that switch port mode to trunk. Let's go ahead and start on switch one. So on switch one, switch one over here, fast ethernet 21 and 22, and gig zero or sorry 21 22 and then gigabit zero one zero two okay get into global configuration mode config t interface range and then we can do a range of addresses so fast ethernet fa zero slash 21 Space dash or the minus sign dash 22 and then you can put a comma in there and then you can go gig zero slash zero slash one space minus sign space 
two. That gives us a range of all four of those. Once again, it doesn't have to be a contiguous, doesn't have to be right in numerical order. You can use two groups together. I did that. Now what we have to do is we have to do switch port mode, and then we're doing statically to trunk, and all we have to do is say trunk at this point in time. And then as you can see here, they went down. So fast ethernet 21 went down, changed the trunk, came back up, and they went through all four ports that way. Okay, so that was switch one. Let's go ahead and do switch two. You can see here that these went up and down, received VDPUs on trunk, so we, we're gonna have to sit down and start working on that. This is our spanning tree here, starting to work again. And our statuses went up, so let's go ahead Get into global configuration mode, interface, range, and then we are on switch two. So we have the gig interfaces and we have the fast ethernet interfaces. So our range starts off with gig zero slash one space dash or minus sign space two. And then I'm gonna put a comma and then fast ethernet zero and we're on switch two here so this is what we're looking at right here zero slash 23 space dash space 24 and then switch port mode trunk go ahead they go down we'll come back up we are looking pretty good let's go ahead and jump over to switch three right away Get that done. We can see here that we're starting to do blocking. Um, so our STP is working because they're seeing the loops. They're not seeing the logical ports because we haven't created them yet. But they are seeing the separate physical connections and we are starting to block this type. And we're also identifying inconsistent ports. One side's a trunk, one side's an access port. Okay, so let's go ahead, change that to a static trunk here. Config T, interface, range, space, and then we are on switch three. So we got 21, 22, and then we got 23 and 24. So we can do a range of 21 to 24. Fast Ethernet, zero slash 21, space, dash, space, 24. And we'll do all four of those. And then switch port mode trunk. We go exit out exit out we are done with part one on to part two we're going to configure an ether channel using peg p once again our peg p connection here is going between switch one and switch three that's our port channel one right here so we're going to configure this connection right here if we notice we have some blockings for the overall process and we have this port being blocked right there Hopefully we can create a logical port where spanning tree protocol won't block that then. Okay, down here to configure port channel one. The first ether, ether channel that is created for this activity aggregates port 21 and 22 between S1 and S3. Configure the ports on both switches as static trunks. Well, they had us do that up here. We went ahead and we did that. Now use the show interfaces trunk command to verify. 
that we've done that. Let's go ahead and jump on switch one. Exit out, exit out to privilege exec mode. Show interfaces trunk. And what we can see here is we're we're look we're concerned with setting up 21 to 22. That's the one that goes to port or goes to switch three. They are on, they have encapsulation, and they are trunking. These ports all belong to VLAN one. They're allowing all the same ports through there. And we do have something happening with spanning tree right here. We're, we're, they're doing some blocking. Okay, that was switch one. Let's go ahead and look at switch three quickly. Show interfaces trunk. Once again, we are concerned with fast ethernet 21 and 22. Right here, we can see that they're both on. They have the same encapsulation, 802.1Q, and they're trunking. We have the same VLANs being allowed across, 1 to 1005. Same VLAN here. And then we have some spanning tree information. That all looks good. And if we look at our instructions, that's the information we're looking for. On S1 and S3, add ports F1 and, sorry, Fast Ethernet 21 and 22 to port channel 1 with the channel group 1 mode desirable command. Mode desirable, active negotiation. Okay, so let's go ahead and do this. I'm going to go ahead and click on S1. Now, on S1, we're going to go ahead and enter in our commands. First thing is let's get let's get into our actual physical ports. We can use that range command again. So interface range fast ethernet zero slash twenty one base dash twenty two interface oh global configuration mode sorry now we can do interface range fast ethernet zero slash 21 space dash space 22. So we have our range set up there. First thing you should do is shut them down, turn them off because we're going to make a change to them. Fundamentally, we're going to bring them into a channel group. When you do a fundamental change like that, you should shut it down. So let's go ahead and shut it down. You got to spell shut down correctly. There we go. Now you can see that the statuses of all went down. Let's bring them into that channel group one. So channel dash group one. And then once again, our mode is desirable. We want to actively seek the auto negotiation of those. So channel group one mode desirable. So it creates the port channel, brings that information in there. I hit enter again to bring me to a new line and then we'll turn them on. We'll activate that. And how we activate it is we do the no shutdown command. So no space shutdown. There we go. And now the states are coming up. That's S1. Go ahead and do S3. So S3 here. Get into global configuration mode. Interface space range space fast ethernet. 0 slash 21 dash 22. 
shut it down first because we're making a fundamental change to it. You can see that it went down. Then let's go ahead and create our channel group. Well, what we're doing is not create, well, we're going to create it and then assign the ports in our range, our physical ports in our range to that channel group. So channel dash group space one. So it's our first channel group and we're setting the mode to desirable. Creates it. We are good to go. We'll see that we got our message looking good on to D. Configure the logical interface to become a trunk by first entering the interface port channel number. So we're going to enter in that logical grouping. So anytime we do this logical grouping, it applies to all of them. And then we go and we say switch port mode trunk. Just like we're changing a physical interface, we can change that logical ether channel to that. Okay, let's go ahead and do switch one first. Switch one. <coughs> exit out so we are still in global configuration mode so we want to go into interface and then we're going into that um logical port channel so interface port dash channel space one that's the one we created above remember we created port channel one we assigned we signed those ports or we signed those physical interfaces to port channel one that's the one we're going to configure first i need to spell port correctly there we go. Notice our prompt has changed. We are now configuring an interface. Even though this is a logical interface, our, our prompt still changes here. Once we're there, we can go ahead and sign it as a trunk. So switch port mode trunk. And spell trunk correctly. Well, I forgot the word mode. Now notice I'm having some typos. And what's happening here is as a refresher here, first time I did something wrong, I spelled trunk wrong, it gave me a little carrot sign underneath where the air is. So usually your air is somewhere there. I looked at looked at the line, saw right where the carrot is, and I could see I typed trunk wrong. So then I corrected it, I typed it in there. Now it says I have an incomplete command. But what I did is I forgot the word mode in, in between them. And so let's go ahead and correct that. So switch port mode trunk. There we go. Now we changed it to a trunk. Let's go ahead. I'm gonna exit out quickly just to get in global configuration mode. I'm gonna minimize this, open up switch three, exit out to global configuration mode. Once again, we go into that logical interface. So interface, port dash channel and then it was channel port channel one go ahead and enter switch port mode trunk looks like it's spelled correctly there we go and now we should be able to see our connections going up because they weren't trunks on both sides it wasn't established uh our update packets get sent every 30 seconds. So if we watch here, I'm gonna fast forward. Right here is the fast forwarding button. I'm gonna go ahead and click fast forward. Looking at our topology, our red triangles that are pointing down, they should have turned green by now. And so I must have something wrong. Let's go ahead and see what's wrong. So I'm gonna go into switch one. 
I'm going to do a show space running dash config here from village exec mode. Go down, look at our interfaces. Our interfaces here, once again, we're looking at the fast ethernet 21, 22. Those look good. Let's scroll up and look at our port channel. Those all look good. They're set as trunk. Go ahead and take a look at switch three. I do a show run to see what our current configuration is, how we're configured there. Here's our port channel. Port channel one is switch port mode trunk. That's looking good. And then down to 21, 22. Switch port mode trunk, group channel. Oh, 21 and 22 are shut down. For some reason, I didn't do a no shutdown. Oh, they must have went in air disabled mode. When we had the incompatibilities, they went into air disabled mode. What we need to do here is go in and disable fast ethernet 21 and 22, and then re-enable it. And then hopefully here, our connection should go up. So I'm gonna keep it over here. Oh, config key, global configuration mode, interface, range, space, fast ethernet zero slash, and we were doing 21 space dash space 22. And we're going to do a no shutdown. They all went to up, exit out, exit out. Oh, I saw something flash here. They're flashing. They're thinking about it. Okay, while we're waiting for that, let's go ahead and do a show run again. Make sure they're good. Oh, the red downward triangles have now pointed to or changed to orange. Still part of the negotiation process. I think we're doing good. Once again, that negotiation process will take up to about 30 seconds. And there we go. And notice we have all greens all the way around. We have greens because this is one logical grouping. Now STP sees it as one connection. And so there isn't a little loop here between the switches. It's just one logical connection. Spanning tree will not shut that down. Of course, now that we did this, we they went through the election process and stuff like that. And notice that we have the black ports down over here. They were up over here before. Now they're down here, but this is up and running. Looking good. Okay, so we're gonna verify the port status of channel one. Let's go back to switch one here. And do the show space ether channel summary command. Here we have our ether channel one, port channel one. We have an S and a U. Once again, here's our S saying it's a layer two. We have a U saying it's in use, so that is good. Fast Ethernet 21 is a P, which is, it's in a port channel. So it was port 22, so that is all looking good. That's exactly what we wanna see. Okay, so if it doesn't come up, we can use the show interfaces trunk and show spanning tree commands to see what was going on. I use the show running command. That's usually my go-to right away. But if that wouldn't have worked, I would have then defaulted to the show interfaces trunk and then the show spanning tree. So that looks pretty good. We got that up and going. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. 
leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Now what we're going to do is configure an 802.3AD LACP Ether channel. Once again, this Ether channel is over here. We're going to go between S1 and S2. We're going to create that LACP Auto Negotiation Ether channel. Okay, so step one, configure port channel two. We're going to configure port channel two over here. Uh, we're going to use the IEEE 802.3AD, which is an open standard ether channel. We're going to configure the link between S1 and S2 using the gig 01 and 02 on each of these devices. Use a different port channel on S1 than 1, because remember, this is port channel 1 over here going between S1 and S3. Over here for port channel 2, or sorry, over here for this other connection, port channel port channel one's already used on S1, so we can't use that. So we have to use a different one. We just go to the next number. So we're on port channel two. And then we have to remember that it is mode active. Not desirable. Desirable was tag P. LACP is active. They do the same thing. Okay, so let's jump in here. S1. We're here on S1, get into global configuration mode, config T. Then we got to get into our gig one and two interfaces. So interface range gig zero one space dash space two. We have our range there. Go ahead and we shut her down because we're doing a fundamental change to it. Got to spell shutdown correctly. You can see our shutdown went and then to create this, we start off with channel group, channel dash group. We are using number two again, and it is mode. And if you don't remember what it is, you can put the dollar sign in there, space dollar sign. And then these are all the ones that are available. We are using LACP, and we are using the active. So mode active, there we go. Now let's go into the interface of the actual port channel itself, that logical channel we just did. Oh, hang on, before we do that, we have to turn that, turn those physical ports back on or activate them by doing a no shutdown. There we go, we can see they went up. Okay, now we can go into that logical port channel too. So interface port dash channel space two. Now into the logical interface and then we need to say you are a trunk. So switch port mode trunk. There we go. We have that side configured. Now we have to go and do the other switch. Up here it says switch one. Now let's go ahead and do switch two. They gave us the configuration for switch one. Now we got to do it on switch two. Okay, switch two. Enable config T global configuration mode. 
we want to do our range of physical interfaces. So interface range, and we were doing gigabits. So gig zero slash one space dash two gives us our range there. Once we're in our range, we start with channel group two because we want to pull all those physical interfaces in our range here into a channel group number two so it matches the other side and then mode and we are doing active for LACP. You see that we have a bunch of our channels going up. Once again, we're still in the range of the physical interfaces while we're there. Let's do a no shutdown because we shut it down. We brought them into a port channel. Now we're bringing it up. Now let's go into that actual interface of that logical port channel. So interface port, oops, port dash channel two. And then from here, let's go ahead and do switch port mode trunk. Let's go ahead and use some show commands to verify everything is working correctly. Let's jump back on switch one. Exit out, get into global configuration mode, exit out one more time. So we're in privilege exec mode. Go ether channel summary. And here's both of our ether channels. Once again, port or ether channel port group one is going to switch three. Group two here is the one we just created. So port channel two has an S and a U. S is it's a layer two, U is it's in use, so that's all good. And gig zero one and zero two, they are P, so they are ports in use. Everything is looking good for our ether channel. Go ahead and minimize that. And you can see everything is up and running this time. We have all these, we have all of our connections. STP is not blocking anything here. STP is still blocking here between S2 and S3 because these are physical ports. There is a loop here. On to part four, configure a redundant ethernet link. So what we're gonna do is here, we're gonna configure port channel ethernet three. Once again, that was between the two bottom switches. Switch two and switch three is what we're gonna look at. There are very op various options for the channel group. So they want us to get in here. What we want here is ether channel two. And so yeah, we're working on this connection right here. So let's get into switch two. I start on one side of it, so let's get into there. Get into privilege exec mode. Got type exit a couple of times. Actually, we needed to stay in global configuration mode. Let's go into our interface. Interface range. And then we're doing a fast ethernet zero slash 23 space dash 24. Here's our range. Start off with channel group three. We use, we've used channel group one. We use channel group two. So we're on the three right now. So we're on channel dash group space three mode. And then let's put a question mark in there and see. Once again, these are all the different choices we have. And what we're looking to do is use LACP on this side. So we have, we can either do active, which is unconditional, or we can do passive only if an, another LACP device is detected. So those are our choices. Now on switch two, 
what we want to do is take our two ports, fast ethernet 23 and 24, and turn them into a passive. Turn them into creating a link only if the other side is negotiating the connection. And so we want channel group three mode and then passive at this point. Once again, we gotta spell passive correctly. We take it down, make the change, they bring back up. That's pretty good. As long as, once again, we are in the physical interfaces here. We shut them down, we made the change. Now we have to bring them back up. We have to activate them. We do that with the no shutdown command. Come back on. And now let's go into that logical interface. So interface channel dash, sorry, not channel. This is port channel. So port dash channel three. And we want to change that to a trunk mode. So it's switch port mode trunk. And now we've created as a trunk. Now we need to go on to switch three. Here on switch three, we want to turn it into the active mode, the LACP mode that's saying, hey, let's create a connection. Let's go ahead, let's do that. Okay, go ahead and log in. Luckily, we don't have some passwords here. So enable, get into privilege exec mode. Now we get into global configuration mode, config T. <coughs> uh, it, our interfaces were fast ethernet 23 and 24. So interface range, F A zero slash 23 space dash space 24 gives us a range of 23 to 24. Let's shut that baby down. Once again, spell shut down correctly. Once it's shut down, let's go ahead and create that channel three. That's the one we're creating between the two switches in the mode. We wanted to set this one to here is active. Okay, I need to go back, make a typo change. So mode and then active. We created it. We set it as active. We're still in those physical interfaces. We shut them down. Now we need to turn them back on. So let's go ahead and do a no shutdown. Now they're back up. Port channel three, even changed to up. So that's looking good. Let's go into that physical interface of port channel three. So interface port dash channel three here let's turn that into a truck also so switch port mode trunk we have that exit out verify this use the show commands Show ether channel summary. Up oh, wrong mode. Exit show ether channel summary. And one in get rid of the and.
that command shows us our port channels. Here's the channel, port channel three we just created. Once again, we have the S and the U. S is for layer two, U is for in use. That all looks good for port channel three. And our two physical interfaces, Fast Ethernet 23 and 24, they have a P, which stands they are in a port channel. Next up here is creating the ether channel link does not prevent spanning tree from detecting the link. View the status. Okay, what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to minimize this right here. Look at our diagram. Now, each one of these double connections between the switches, they're no longer a trunk because that's a logical connection. But we have a logical connection between each switch, between switch one and switch two, switch two and switch three, and switch three back to switch one. So that's a loop in itself. And spanning tree blocked both of those physical connections, that one logical connection, so we don't have a loop. Spanning tree is working correctly. So if one of these connections goes down, one of these, okay, it gets a little complicated. If one of these connections goes down, the other one still stays up because it's part of the port channel. But if that entire port channel goes down, then spanning tree will recover and then it'll activate these two connections here. Okay, so on S1, let's do a show spanning dash tree active spanning tree is active what we can see here is port channel one is forwarding but port channel two is blocking and that's what we can see from this diagram right here is port channel two right here is blocking and so it's not the individual ports that's blocking, it's that logical connection because that's what we have is we have these port channels, these ether channels between devices and spanning tree blocks the logical channel, which essentially blocks all the physical channels. So it's blocking the port channel interfaces. That's what we're seeing right here. Port channel two is not operated, operative. In this topology, you can restore these ports by configuring S1 to be the primary route for VLAN 1. You could also set the priority to 24567, which is less than the default. Remember, the default was 32,000. Here, it's 24,000, and the lower number wins, so you could set that. And so, either two ways you can do it. You can either say set root primary, or you can set the priority to that. I'm going to go ahead and do the first one right here. So we get into global configuration mode, config T, and then spanning dash tree, I spell tree correctly, VLAN one, because that's, that's what we're looking at here is VLAN one, we're gonna say is the root primary. Exit out. And now we may have to wait for STP to recalculate here. But as you can see, it's doing some recalculations already. It's thinking about it. These are blocking. These are blocking and everything. So we can't get data around here. We don't have full connectivity, but these are sort of flashing. I don't know if you can see it on your screen, but they were, they were flashing green almost. They're thinking STP is doing some recalculation and now they turn green. 
And so because we set this as the main root up here, we're seeing that these are all active. And then it went through the recalculation process and decided we're going to block these. These are root ports here. These are the ones that are listening, receiving the information, receiving the information, receiving. And if they're both receiving, these are roots here. The other connections have to be receiving because this is sending data. This is receiving our, B, our BPDUs. One of these have to be blocking. And because of the, how the election process worked, it is this one. Must be a lower MAC address at this point. Either channel configuration guidelines and restrictions. Here are all the different restrictions. All Ethernet interfaces support Ether channel up to a maximum of eight physical interfaces. So up to eight physical interfaces you can have. No requirement that the interfaces must be on the same module or even contigu contiguous. They don't have to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They can be one, two, three, eight, seven, all the way until you get up to eight ports. All interfaces within the ether channel must operate at the same speed and same duplex. So either 10 megs, 100 megs, gigabit, 10 gigs, they all have to be the same. And they either have to be all full duplex or all half duplex. Ether channel links can function as either a single VLAN access port. So you can take that logical ether channel and say, hey, you're in access mode and only one VLAN worth of information can go across. Or we can set that ether channel, that logical ether channel up as a trunk. And that trunk would handle all VLANs worth of information. All VLANs in layer two ether channel must be members of the same VLAN. Now, if you have the, yeah, if you have your physical ports as access ports and they're in VLANs, they all have to be in the same VLAN. All those physical ether port, ethernet ports have to be in the same VLAN. If configured as a trunk, layer two, either channel must have the same native VLAN and have the same VLANs allowed. So when you set it up as a trunk, those trunk ports, you have to have the same native VLAN. If you change away from the default native VLAN of one, you need to make sure all of your ports are in the same native VLAN on the switch and on the fire connection, all of those ports. Also, you have to allow the same amount of VLAN or same VLANs across. When configuring Ether channel links, all interfaces should be shut down prior to beginning the Ether channel configuration. When it's done, you should turn it on because you're doing a major change. Now, some of you may have caught it in the lab. I didn't shut down once. You can usually get away with it, but sometimes it does cause problems. And especially in a production environment when you're working on production equipment, I would always, always shut it down. Make your change, bring the physical ports into that logical, and then turn those physical ports back on. After configuring ether channel, verify all interfaces are in the up, up state. It's always good to do a show interfaces, show running, use one of our show commands to make sure that they all are up and running. Now, when we're, when we're doing this negotiation for ether channel, there's several commands here or there's several modes you can have lacp has two it's either active or you can have passive active what they say is here is an enabled unconditionally this is the interface that's saying hey 
I, I want to make an LACP Ether channel. Yes, I do. Will you join with me? And so they're actively looking for that. Passive is the one that's sitting back sort of going, you know, if you want to make, or I want to make, I want to make an Ether channel with you. I want to make an LACP Ether channel with you. But hey, I'm not going to start that conversation. If you want to start it, I'll do it. But otherwise, this just ain't going to happen. Tag P as desirable and auto. And they're basically the same thing as LACP. Desirable is that one that's out there looking to make that connection. Hey, let's make that connection. Let's do it. Auto is the one that's sitting back saying, hey, I'll make that ether channel with you, but you have to start the conversation. The other option for both LAP or sorry, LACP and PEG, PEG P is on. And regardless of what negotiations it is, it's just on. It doesn't do any negotiation at all. Now, the land ports, they have to be compatible with each other. You can do a desirable to desirable. That'll work because they're both looking to make that connection. Yet you can do a desirable to with an auto because one is saying, hey, let's make that connection. And the other one is saying, if you start that conversation, I will do it. And so you got one that's eager, one that's willing and so you get them together, those will work. But if they're both in auto, they're both sitting back there and saying, hey, I'll make that I'll make that ether channel, but you need to start that conversation. The other side said, said the same thing. So none of them starting that conversation. Same thing here with LACP. It's the same con concept. Active to active. They're both actively looking for it. Active to passive. One is saying, hey, let's make it. The other one's saying, only if you start the conversation, if both are in passive, both sides are saying, let's, we'll do it, but you have to start the conversation. And so they don't start that. Ether channel group numbers are local to the individual switch. In our lab, we kept them the same. But realistically, if it's not used on a switch, but it's used somewhere else in your network, you could use the same numbers. I sometimes find it's helpful not to reuse them, but if you do have a lot of ether channels in your or channel groups in your network, you're going to have to redo those or reuse those numbers. That was Packet Tracer Lab 6.2.4 Configure Ether Channel. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.